Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Hello, Deacon John here. Real Life Christianity. Welcome. Well, our real life right now is a storm. This pandemic is a storm. And what's different about this storm is we are all in it. All of us. You know, in life, we've all had our own individual storms where everything uh, seems to be going wrong. It's like being in a boat at sea, you know, going up and down with the waves and everything seems to be going against you like the wind in your face and you're just feeling a little seasick. In fact, you, maybe you're feeling that right now. You're tired of this and it's getting to you. You know, when you look back at your own personal storms in life and you look at those storms long enough, I'm pretty sure that you can learn some things that can become very important to you. Because, you see, storms instruct. Storms instruct. In the Bible, there's a lot of storms. Uh, We see over and over Jesus in a very small boat with his disciples in a very bad storm. And it's reported in each of the Gospels several times, twice in some of them. There's a lot of storms in the Bible. Why? Because storms instruct. In each of these storms, Jesus and his disciples are in danger. They're in a storm at sea. It's a small boat. And this experience must have had a very significant impact on the disciples for them to write about it so often. Why did they tell this story over and over? Something must have been given to them in these storms. Something very important was learned. They were instructed in something, not just head knowledge. They didn't just get some ideas or some facts. They weren't sitting in a classroom. No, something more. Something that is, is, is given and known through experience. Something that touches the human heart and mind in such a way that things are different in your life from that point on. See, here 
the disciples meet Jesus in a whole new way. And they're beginning to receive, to be instructed in something that will last their whole lives. Faith. Faith. Here's the story in Mark's Gospel. <clears throat> Later on that day, when evening arrived, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. After leaving the crowd behind, they took Jesus along in the boat, just as he was. But suddenly, a fierce windstorm came up, and the waves began to break over the boat, so that all of a sudden the boat began to be swamped. But Jesus himself was in the stern of the boat, sleeping on a cushion. And they roused him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're about to die? Then after getting up, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Quiet, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was dead calm. And then he asked them, Why are you so fearful? You still do not have faith, do you? And a deep sense of awe came over them. And they kept saying to one another, Who indeed is this person whom even the wind and the sea obey him? You know, in the Bible, there's just no throwaway words. Every word has a purpose. And I was caught by the curious words in the beginning of this passage, where it says they took Jesus with him, just as he was. They took Jesus in the boat, just as he was. You know, when Mark uh, wrote these words, he, he had come to faith. It was later in his life. And now he's taking God on God's terms, just as he is. Not the God we project, not the God we want, but God who is. And the faith in Jesus as he is. And here, you know, Jesus is asleep on a cushion, which is the Bible's way of saying he's really asleep. He's not getting up. And he's asleep during a violent, life-threatening storm, and it certainly appears that he will stay asleep through it all. And he's not going to do anything to help them. He's just asleep. The story ends with Jesus saying, Why were you so terrified? Do you not yet have faith? You see, this gospel is calling is offering faith. It's giving faith to the disciples and to us. But what kind of faith is this? That's the rub. In Mark's second uh, story of another storm, we hear the disciples again were terrified. They were again in a very small boat, 
in a storm, again, close to death. And this time, Jesus shows up walking on the sea, and it says, quote, He meant to pass them by. He meant to pass them by. In other words, again, it appears that Jesus intended to do nothing to help them. He's just going to keep walking by. So what's going on here? Essentially, Jesus is saying to them and to us, come, come into faith. And what is this faith he is calling them and us to? I think the following story could help. I, I recently listened to a very compelling interview of Stephen Colbert by Anderson Cooper. During the interview, Colbert shares the tragic loss he experienced at age 10 when his father and two brothers died in a plane crash. Cooper uh, turned to Colbert and asked about his, uh, at one time saying, quote, what punishments of God are not his gifts? He asked Colbert, do you really believe that? And after a pause, and as you probably know, it's very unlike Colbert to pause. Colbert said, yes. And then there was another unlikely pause. This was clearly a lot to take in for both of them. And it was for me as well. That's quite a line. Colbert went on to say that it is a gift to exist and with existence comes suffering. And this is how we enter into the fullness of our humanity. Colbert said he was quoting uh, J.R.R. Tolkien when he spoke of the punishments of God as also God's gifts. I was so taken by that statement, I, I just looked up the full quote. Now here's the quote from Tolkien. A divine punishment is also a divine gift if accepted, since its object is a blessing and the supreme inventiveness of the Creator will make punishments produce a good not otherwise obtained. Wow, I was and still am, profoundly challenged and deeply moved by those words. While I would change the words uh, to what we, quote, perceive as a divine punishment, I am still challenged to recognize the profound faith these words call forth in us and in me. To believe in the supreme inventiveness of the Creator, calls us to believe in a God at work producing, quote, a good not otherwise obtained from a suffering that can appear so far from God and anything good or worthwhile. Even a good that would not have come about without the suffering itself. This can only point us to the faith 
that Jesus is calling forth from us in this gospel, a faith in the one we call a redeemer. This Jesus who's gone to the very depths of God-forsakenness and death and sin and brokenness and redeemed it all. I think we could put it another way. It's to have a faith in a God who appears to be doing nothing and at the same time is doing everything. Appears to be doing nothing and at the same time is doing everything. Consider this, Jesus as a baby. What was Jesus doing when he was a baby? Well, from one perceptive perspective, he's doing nothing. He's a baby. And babies cry and they smile and they get fed and they have their diaper changed. So from this perspective, Jesus, as a baby, is God doing nothing. But from another perspective, Jesus, as a baby, is God doing everything. God born among us. Both nothing and everything. The same could be said of Jesus on the cross. What is he doing on the cross? Nothing. He's just dying. And he's doing everything. Everything on the cross. Friends, we're called to a faith in a God who is doing nothing and everything at the same time. This is faith. This is the faith that storms can give us. The good news is there's more happening in our lives There's more happening in our lives than we know or than we see. Jesus, give us faith. Increase our faith in you. Give us this faith. thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.